This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of Game Bet and Match, your tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley, and yet again joining with me is my co-host and uh, tennis betting journalist over here in the UK, the excellent Sean Calvert, who was on fire on the first week last week, on the uh, first week of the French Open. Mm. Sean, uh, we had a great week last week, didn't we? Fantastic opening day. Winners galore. How's it gone since Yeah. Then? Uh, it could be better. <laughs> um, I, I was doing doubles, um, so it was getting doubles in in the French Open. As you can imagine, it's not it's not that easy. But I, got I thought two you were in. saying. You, sorry, I was just to interrupt you. I thought it was actually. I thought a when you said you were doing doubles. I'm not playing. I thought I, I no, thought you were playing. either betting on mixed doubles, or I thought you were celebrating <laughs> so much you were drinking doubles of whiskey or doubles of vodka or something like that. None of those things apply. But no, we managed to get quite a few doubles in. Well, two doubles in the first week. Would have been three if uh, if Shao Sousa had taken any of his four set-point opportunities against Sonego. So well in profit for the first week. But as anyone knows, it's bet on the French Open over a number of years. It, the longer it goes, the harder it gets to find value. Um, so I've built up a, a decent profit in the first week and it's, it's, it's kind of dribbling down <laughs> as it tends to do in the second week of the French Open. I think, I think what you'll find is that, you know, you know, you've, you've been a handicapper on tennis for many years, like me, not myself. And, um, when you get into the second week, the public demands winners. They want, they want, oh, what do you think of Nadal v Djokovic? What do you think of, uh, back in the day, Federer v Nadal? Well, they, they, you know, it's like the Champions League final last night, Real Madrid against uh, against Liverpool. If you can't find you can't find value in these matches, but you'll you'll be no. seen to have to give bets. I mean, you, I, I spoke to you yesterday on the telephone, but you know, we were talking about the the podcast we we're going to do, and you were rolling off some stats on the French Open second week, which is phenomenal. Yeah. Just shows you how hard it is for anyone looking for any outsiders or any value. Yeah, it's it's always been difficult in the French Open. I mean, well. At the time, I write. At the time of speaking, actually, the, the last eleven in a row favourites have won, haven't they? Um, uh, since since the last couple of days, Valcaraz wins. It'd be twelve uh, in a row. So, I mean, round four statistically, fourteen percent of of betting underdogs have won on average in the last nine years. So, eighty six percent of the favourites have won. Uh, quarterfinals, it gets it gets slightly better for the underdogs. Nineteen percent. It's still it's still very skinny. 19% of them have won over the last nine years. And then semi-finals, uh, where's the semifinals? 11% in the semi-finals. Um, so, you know, if you're backing underdogs in the second week of the French Open, you, you've got to be prepared for quite a few losses. It's 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 difficult. And then, then you've got to play the angles. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot easier in, in the first round, isn't it, where you can, where you can uh, the guys are coming in cold and you've got to kind of, back against them winning 3-0. In the second week, it's more like you're backing them to win 3-0 because mm. they're, they're, they're on fire now. I mean, Djokovic has won something like 
I think I looked at the other day, something like 94% of his round four matches in 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 majors. The, you know, these guys just don't lose in, at this at this stage of a, of a major. So it, it makes our life difficult. But the thing, the point you made is a good one because everyone wants to bet on these matches because it, they're the matches that the sort of neutral um, will watch. They'll go, oh, Djokovic Nadal on the call fact. Yeah, I'll watch that. You know, let's let's see if I can get an angle. Let, you know, let's see what Nigel thinks. Let's see what Sean thinks. And that's that. That's a. It, it's hard. It's it's really hard because a lot of these matches are, you know, Djokovic Nadal. They they're on the. It's on the day, isn't it? Who, who plays yeah. the best on the day? It's 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 like that. It's a bit like uh, betting Champions League football compared to League Two. In for me, you know, League Two football, I've got angles galore. Yeah, Champions League final. There's nothing. There's nothing you can say. That, but I always say, I always make a make a statement. If you if you get it wrong, as a tennis trader or compiler on Djokovic for Nadal, then you, you should get your P45. You should be fired, shouldn't you? I mean, you, you can well, get it wrong in other I, matches. I've got a stat on that as well. So I, look, I was looking, I had a look at this today because I was pretty sure it was going to be Djokovic Nadal. So I, I made a, a couple of stats on this. And yeah, you're right. Exactly what you just said. Only one of the last 17 meetings between those, those two has, has been won by the underdog. <laughs> and that was when Djokovic won in the French Open last, uh, last year. Every single other match, the last 17 favourites won. So you're right that the odds compilers have got it spot on 17 times out of 18. That's not what we want to hear. The the people are tuning into this podcast and downloading this and watching us on YouTube to give us some winners. So let's just put that. I can, but there'll be about one to 20. Well, listen, (laughs) some, there's some betters out there will say a winner's a winner. They don't mind. They don't mind. As long as they cash tickets, they don't mind. But let's, let's have a look at, um, (laughs) we're lucky now we're joining this halfway through the tournament. We know there's four matches tomorrow in the men's singles draw. Casper Ruud's obviously one of our picks in the bottom half of the draw. Probably not going about his business. Her cast, we've got uh, Rune, Holger Rune has been a sensation against Sitsipas. How Sitsipas is still in the tournament, I don't know. Uh, Chilik against Medvedev and Rublev against Sinner. Now we'll start with Rublev Sinner because I think that's probably the most interesting one of the two. And when Mm. we talk about underdogs and we talk about people who should be favourite, I think the market's wrong here. Uh, there's been a big move in the last 24 hours or so for Rublev. Sinner's now the outside. He was originally the favourite. I quite like Sinner here. I'm not going to bet him because I've got a big ticket on him each way in the bottom half of the draw. But I think if I was betting this one, this could be a, a dog that could win. Um, I think this is all about the injury that, that Sinner's got. Um, I, I didn't mention it on the podcast at the start. I, I think not, uh, Nick was talking about... Uh, about Sinner, I didn't really uh, talk about him much, but the, the concern that I always have with Sinner in, in these best of fighters, he just doesn't look physically strong enough to me. He, he, he looks very wiry. He doesn't. He, he constantly seems to get cramps, injuries. That, that's my concern. I, I agree with everything that Nick said about his ability, but physically, there's always something wrong with him. And it, it, again, he came out against Mackenzie McDonald. I don't know whether you saw that match, but mm. he came out with taping on his knee and he's grimacing and he's. He's got pro. He all seems to have an injury, and I think that's what. I think that's why he's not favourite for this. I think that's the only reason because he's beaten Rublev twice. Both on clay, pretty, both on clay, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, pretty convincingly as well. I think he's he's, he's just got a better all round game than Rublev. Um, there aren't the holes in 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 Sinner's game that there are in Rublev's. And if, if you were talk, if you were talking about two players who are both one hundred percent fit, I think I think Sinner would be favourite for this, but. I think the market's quite rightly worried about his his knee because he, he you know he doesn't he doesn't seem right and he, he rarely does 
convince me physically. It reminds me a little bit of Andy Murray before before Murray kind of mm. beefed up and made himself. But that, that's the impression I get with Sim. It just doesn't look quite strong enough for these best of five. I think that's why he's the underdog. I think he's a tough match to bet on because of that. Yeah, but he, there has been a big move for Rublev. He's uh, now uh, minus 110 with Bet Rivers. Um, let's look at a couple of... You mentioned um, when we did the podcast a couple of weeks ago, it was a good time to look at players for Wimbledon. And this morning, yeah. I placed a couple of Wimbledon bets. I placed <laughs> um, a bet on the men's singles, and I bet Hercas at 33-1 to 1 okay. to win Wimbledon. First of all, what do you think about his chances against Rude, who I know we both... Have, We've got each way vouchers on him in the in the bottom half of the draw, but I've been far from convinced by Rude's performances so far. And Hercas has, has played relatively well. And with the, the fast court season coming up and Wimbledon coming up, semi-finalist last year, obviously beat Roger Federer. Um, what do you think about 33 to 1 ticket? Not bad. I mean, not bad. He got he got to you know, he got to the he got to the, I think he's decent. He, I think I said to you a few weeks ago that this Wimbledon is is gonna be really open. You know, now with all this business about no ranking points and all this sort of stuff going on. It, it, it's just going to be... And if Djokovic goes to the French Open final and wins it or gets really close, which he probably will, that you know he's going to really... As I said, he's going to have to struggle to back it up, um, I think, personally, at, at Wimbledon. I think, I think it's really open. I think you've got every chance with 33-1. to Hercash is one of those players. He, he, he took a little while to get used to the grass, but then he, he just clicked with it last year, didn't he? Um, mm. and, and, yeah, you, you couldn't... You couldn't. I think that the slower grass, Wimbledon is now really slow. We talked about that the other week as well. It's not as slick and low bouncing as it used to be. And I think if it was a slick, low bouncing grass court, I think her cats might struggle a little bit. But and, and he may he may struggle a little bit in the first week, but the second week conditions are absolutely fine for him. So as far as that thirty three to one goes, yeah, I absolutely wouldn't wouldn't argue with that. Um, on clay against Rude, I think Rude's got the advantage. I think Rude is. Is a player who is vulnerable to, to, to pace and power. We saw from Sonego um, yesterday, when Sonego hit his purple patch, you know, it was too much for Rude. But the, the key, with, the key with, to getting past Rude is to keep that purple patch up and to keep that, otherwise he's there for you and he, he's going to pick you off like he did with Sonego in the last two sets. He did it really well. Um, Hercax, I'm just not, I'm not sure about Clay. It, it doesn't, he doesn't convince me on clay. He doesn't break serve enough on clay. I think he's only broken 20% at the time in the past year on clay. And he's, he's, he's not got a great record against the better players on clay, whereas he has got a decent record against Monarch. I'm just not convinced. I think Rude will win this. Um, I think his prices are about right. If I was having a bet on this, I'd probably go with Rude to win it 3-1. That'd be my advice on that if I was having a bet on that much. Yeah, I mean, coming to my way of thinking, Rude is actually minus 157 with Bet Rivers. Hercas is plus 130. I, I don't rate Hercas' chances much here. Uh, I think he's Wimbledon th- 33 is, is worth it each yeah. way bet because of, you know, if Nadal goes through to the final, there's a good chance he won't play. We know the doubts about Alcaraz. We know that Djokovic uh, might be stretched as well. So there's vulnerability on those top three players. Um, I was looking towards the over games. I quite liked over 39 and a half yeah. games, uh, which was which was minus 109. Uh, under 39 and a half was 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 uh, the favourite, which um, obviously with her case, it's quite a lot to pay for for clay court tennis. 39 and a half games, you know, you don't you you, you don't really see lines that high. But with her case, yeah. we know he's going to win a lot of tie breaks. You know, he's going to his serve's going to be quite strong. You know, he doesn't break, but it's very hard for him to be broken as well. So I was sort of leaning towards the same way as you're thinking. They're three one rude. Or maybe over over the games market here, but I don't think it's going to be a straight uh, sets win. Um, moving on to well, Rude, sorry, going 
I was just going to say, the boat, just the stats on that, 89% of her catches held on clay in the last 12 months. 87% Rude's held on clay in the last 12 months. So, yeah, both strong servers on clay. So, overs is quite possible. Yeah. What about um, a 7-6 first set or a, or an over total games in the first set? Total games are over 10.5 in the first set, plus 185? Yeah, possible. I That's mean, two guys that hold 89% and 87% of the time. On this surface, you know, you, you've got to be looking at those bets that are tailored around the, the longer matches, yeah. Mm, longer like longer sets or longer matches, yeah. I like that one as well. I mean, now probably we go into two games where the favourites uh, are going to be very heavily supported. Um, we're going to, first one we're going to look at is obviously Stefanos Tsitsipas. I'm amazed that he's progressed this far. I don't think he's playing that well, but yet he's still very popular with the betters. He's the, the player with the most handle with Bet Rivers against Holger Rune, who's probably been the star of the first week. Um, not many people have known about him. There's a lot of uh, sort of people in tennis have been talking about it for a long time. I know James Blake mentioned him as someone to yeah. look out for and, uh, last week on, on the Betcast, on the podcast, sorry. But uh, Tsitsipas is minus 480. Uh, Rune is plus 360. The handicap here is six and a half. Um, anything you see in that? Yeah, I was looking at... Um... Rune plus one and a half sets on this, um, just shy, of, just shy of um, two to one. Um, I think it's statistically Rune's been really good, and it's it's a very short period of time to be to be getting too excited about statistics. But his, his stats on clay this current season are very, very, very similar to Sitsi Pass. They're slightly down, but not by much. You know, it's a couple of percent. Um, you you could obviously argue that he hasn't been tested at, at Grand Slam level against the best players. Yeah, yeah, you can argue that. But you know, this this I think this is an opportunity for, for Rune. You, you alluded to Sitsipas not playing well. He, he hasn't. He, he was he was really lucky to get get past um, the, the first two rounds, wasn't he? Mm. The second match he played, he could have lost it three one. He played three tie breaks, didn't he? Um, he, he and he. You know, Kolar could have won all 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 three of those, um, and you know, Sitsipas would have been out. So, obviously, he improved against Ema, but I don't think Ema's. You know, he's not up to it at this level. That was probably a great, a great. Sitsipas probably looked at that draw and thought, oh, God, "Okay, I might win this one in straight sets." But he's not. He's not impressed. He doesn't look quite right on his game, Sitsipas, to me. Um, and if, if Runa can handle Runa can handle his nerves, he, he doesn't seem like a particularly nervy character to me, from what I've seen. My concern with him was was fitness coming into this tournament. Because um, last week in Leon, he was, he was cramping and he has cramped before. Um, it may be the case that it, it's only in the hot weather that happens to him. But we haven't really seen him tested on clay over, over the best of five. So that's what that's what puts me off backing him to win. I, I'm not I'm not convinced that he's got it, the, the physicality late in the fifth. But I think he's good, he's good enough to win definitely one and possibly. Quite possibly two sets against Sitsipas. Sitsipas will need to improve to, to justify well, the price that he Sitsipas has wobbles, doesn't he? He always has a wobble at some stage. You know, he, the backhand yeah, goes well. wayward and he suddenly has a bit of a wobble. So we know that there's always a likelihood that someone's going to take a set off him, like we've seen already in two of his three matches. So, you know, that that, well, looks, we, that looks a nice play. Well, we profited on, on the Massetti one. That, that mm. cashed straight away, didn't it? Um, first set. You know, we won the first two sets. So, I mean... Tsitsipas has got to improve. And I just wonder if this is going to cost him later in the tournament, these 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 four really long four and the, and the five-set matches he's played already. And I think this one with room could easily go for and quite possibly far. 
Yeah, um, I mean, he's been far from convinced. I mean, the line, the line the pass. I think it's got to do with the handle. I think he's probably the worst result. Every, every each way bandit in the world is back sits the pass each way in the bottom <laughs> half of the draw, and I think people are a little bit running scared. You mentioned the weather there, Sean. About you know, yeah. obviously, what what's the, you know you you've you've highlighted over the podcast we've done over the last few weeks the highlights how important the weather factor is. What's the weather in Paris like tomorrow? Uh, I think it's all right for the next couple of days. Next two or three days seems to be a continuation of what it's been so far. Uh, there's a bit of thunderstorms due, I think, but, you know, these that, that not until sort of Thursday. So for the next few days, I think it looks fine. Obviously, these, these things can change, but, um, yeah, the weather look, the weather's been actually quite decent uh, mm. this French so far, hasn't it? It's not had that many rain delays, and that looks set to continue for the next day. I was there. Look at the tan, the old English tan. Look at that white tan on the... See that tan? Is that the one you got from just... And sticking your arm out the window. I got, that, I got that from the bar, drinking the drinking the oh, okay. with the hand outside the bar. <laughs> Nothing else. Uh, j- just um, we talked about the, the the weather factor, and obviously there we were talking about the the Paris. Um, obviously, probably the next game. How, just going back to the court conditions, the weather. How do you feel this yeah. the court this year at the French Open compared to to other French Opens that you you remember? Do you think it's is it a lot faster this year? It's slow, or is it about normal? I think it's about normal. I mean, it's generally weather dependent, isn't it? It's really I thought it was hot. slightly faster. I thought it was a little bit faster than it usually was. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I, I would get that information from from looking at the hole to serve and first put first mm. sort of points one that sort of stuff. I haven't looked at that yet. Um, from the naked eye, it, it, it's it's been dry. It's not been wet, has it? So obviously, the, the longer it stays dry, the quicker it will play. Obviously, if the sun comes out and bakes it, it will play even quicker. Mm. But I don't think that's in the forecast. It doesn't. It doesn't look like it's going to be one of those randomly hot thirty odd degree Paris days that you sometimes get. Now let's um, go on to the, uh, the the next game. That sorry, Sean. The next game we're going to talk about is probably the most interesting game in terms of um, where we are from where we were at the beginning of the tournament. I mean, each. I, yeah. I don't know about you, but I I I rate when I was an Oscar, when I was a bookmaker and making the markets. We used to have, rate the players so. How it used to work, if someone was rated 100 and someone was rated 50, the computer would say they should be 1 to 2 and 2 to 1 to 100%, so minus $2 and plus $2. And that was how we sort of graded everyone. But the the, the idea of good odds, odds compilation was always change your rating of someone as the tournament progresses. I always remember a French Open many years ago where a Belgian guy got through to the final, the Wolf. Do you remember the Wolf? And uh, who was afraid of the... No, record? I don't know. How long, how far don't, you remember him? Don't, don't you remember him? It was, it was a guy, it was a Belgian guy, got to the final, the French champion, got the semi-final guy. I think his name was Philippe de Wolf. He was from Belgium. He got to the... I remember the... I don't remember him getting to the French champion. He, he got to the semi-final. You're old than me though, Nigel. You know. uh, we're the same age, but he got to... But his rating, <laughs> his rating was something like one. And we had to adjust his rating each week. And I think by the end of the tournament, his rating was about 12. I'm sure he got to the final, he got to the semi-finals. But... Um, I'll Google that when you talk about this game. But Medvedev is someone now whose rating has obviously changed from the start. When we come in, he had a hernia operation. He was recovered from a hernia. He had played no clay. We spoke about him. I've opposed him in the last two matches, got it completely wrong. And now he's playing Schillick in a fourth round match and he's minus $3.15. Now, if someone said to me two weeks ago or, 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 or start the tournament, you can get minus $3.15 and Chilik was about about $2.15. Chilik plus four and a half games, I would have absolutely snapped your hand off for that price. 
But now watching Medvedev, he's not getting broken. He's he's fighting off break points. He's he's looking mentally tough. He's physical. He's showing something that I haven't seen him uh, obviously for for a while. But um, he looks back to his best. And not probably now. Not looking at the French Open, I don't think he can win the French Open. So the top half is so loaded. But you know, looking at future tournaments coming up, he looks uh, a serious contender. He looks back, doesn't he? He does. I think he's probably mentally fresher than a lot of these guys. If, if not physically fresher as well. Obviously, he's had that home your operation. We don't know how much training he's done or whatever. But, um, yeah, that, uh, sometimes just a mental break from this this grind, this tall grind, can can, can revitalise you. He, he's probably motivated as well. The fact that he's, at the time that we're, we're talking, he's not going to play Wimbledon because, because of the situation that mm. that's occurring there. So, you know, he's... He's got a point. He's well, not a point to prove exactly, but he might feel he has got a little bit of a point to prove. You know, I'm, you know, don't forget about me. You know, I'm the world number two. Here. You know, he's, he's, he can play on clay. We, we, we said in the podcast before, he's not totally at sea at this surface. He's just not at his best on this particular surface. Um, but you know, against Chilich, this is a, this is a, for me. I think this is the hardest one to look at. To, to, to call of, of all the, the four matches that we're talking about this one because Chile you just can't trust Chile's level he's, he, he, if, lots of people watching this listening to this will be remembering Chile playing absolutely lights out against Medvedev at Wimbledon last year two sets up absolutely untouchable and then he couldn't do a thing for the next three sets and that's Chile mm. you know so you, you watch him for two, a set or two sets and you think oh this, this guy's got another slam in him and then ten minutes later you can't find the court and that's what makes it, that's what makes these matches so hard for me. Again, along with people like Goffin, Zverev as well. The, 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 the players whose level can be really good, fantastically good, and then it can just drop to something like you just wouldn't believe. And that, that's what makes him difficult for me. I, I find this Chilich really hard to call. He's actually had quite quite a handy run, hasn't he? Gilles Simon had absolutely nothing left against him. Attila Valatz is coming back from a long long-term injury um, problem. But he was impressive against Fuksovic. So Chilich has done everything you can expect of him um, so far this French Open. He's definitely on his game. And the bottom line, I think, is that Chilich is on his on his day. Can be, can, he can win this match on his day, but can he keep that top level up for long enough these days? That's, that's my concern with him. I don't think that he can. I think he's got one good set in him and then he goes off the boil. Might find it again, might not. Again, this this could be one where the three one set betting score. Again, I've, I use this quite a bit. This three one um, set betting score in the latter latter parts of tournaments like this because it's you know you you, you fancy the favourite, but you think he's going to get challenged. I think that's a, a reasonable bet in this. He's, that's about um, about three to one, I think, for for never to, to win that three sets one. That's that's how, that's what I'm thinking at the moment. Three to one, yeah. I mean, um, I, I'm looking at the over games and, and stuff. Like over 36 and a half games is the line at minus 104 with under 36 and a half games, minus 120. You know, with Chilich, he's going to probably push you to at least a tie break, you know, so you, you could probably very likely get a tie break set in this game. Uh, and obviously with Medvedev, with his mental strength against Chilich, with his sort of waywardness, we, we could be in for a long game. I just Googled 1997, Philip de Wolf got to the semi-finals of the French Open was uh, Gustavo Curtin. Semi finals, the semi. I knew he got to the semi finals of final. I couldn't remember what it was. It was, it was 24. I was working at IG Index doing tre- tennis trading, and he was rated. He was, he was rated one, I think. And by the end of the tournament, he's rated to got up to 14. So that you know, these players move up. 
the ratings as the tournament goes on. So that's pretty much the games. Uh, oh, that, was, that is the games for tomorrow in the men's draw. Let's have a look at the outright markets as we speak now, because Alcaraz is in play now uh, up against uh, yeah. Kachanov. Um, as we speak now, Djokovic is the favourite at plus 136. Alcaraz is $4. Nadal is $4.50. Tsitsipas is $4.50 as well. Tsitsipas has come through the whole first week, and he's the same odds as he was, bigger odds actually, than he was at the start of the tournament, which is something that we alluded to uh, on yeah. the last week's podcast. Medvedev, the big mover, down to 16-1. to 1. Rud is um, 25, Zverev 33, and Sinner 33. And what you've watched on the first week, if you if we were offering you a, a wager, where would your wager be? Um, well, Djokovic is looking strong, isn't he? Uh, he he's looking he's looking really strong, but he's got to get past Alcaraz quite mm. quite probably. Um, like just looking at, the, I mean, Alcaraz looks like he's going to get past catching off there. Um, so yeah, I did, where would my money be? I mean, I was lucky enough to get get a bit on. We talked on the phone the other day. I was looking a bit to get on about Alcaraz when he was match point down against Ramos, which is obviously a very, very risky strategy. So I'm, I'm firmly in the Alcaraz camp. I said at the start, I was, I was on, you know, I wasn't going to back him at the price that he was. But you asked me who I thought could do it. I thought Alcaraz could do it. I, I still think he can. Um, but the odds, the other, while, while the big guys are in it, while the big three are in it, the odds are, on the other guys are going to be the same, aren't they? If not oh, bigger, yeah. it's, it's yeah. his case because nothing's changed really. No. Um, we still don't know who's who's going to come out of that loaded top half. Well, the percentage is, in the the percentage is in the top half. If you look at the if you look at the books, it's forty it's forty two plus twenty two. It's eighty six percent of the of the market is in the, in the front three. So you minus ten dollars. That it's ten to one on that one of the big three win it. Ten to one against any, anyone else effectively. Yeah, the it's about right, isn't it? I mean, you're not going to get rich off it, obviously, but I mean. I can't, I can't, we said at the start, I can't see any value in that sits bus price. Obviously, he's gone out now because of what he's done and because of the fact that the other guys are still in it. Um, tough, tough one. I mean, it's not something, it's not something I'd want to dive in on, to be honest. I'd, I'd rude each way. I'm still, I'm still reasonably um, confident that he can do something. Um, it might well be that Rune, Rune beats, beats Sitsipas and then you've got, mm. you know, the, uh, Rude's got a, a reasonable chance of of making that final against someone like a Rublev or you know or a half fit sinner or, or, or Medvedev who, who who may make it that far. Um, yeah, difficult one. I'm I'm, I'm just obviously going to stay with my, with my play that I, I had on Rude a minute. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I'm on Rude as well. Um, let's move across to the women's draw. I know it's not something you follow at all, Sean, really on it. But we've got four matches tomorrow. I, I, again, I look at the yeah. outright market. We know the players in the in the future market, and Sviontek is minus two fifty. I mean, really, can anyone stop this girl? I, I just can't see how anyone can stop her. And she's minus two fifty. She's been absolutely incredible uh, on a, a route to uh, an up. Oh, she's thirty two and zero now on, on the last thirty two games or thirty one and zero. An incredible performance. But going back to your going back to your point again on now is the time to bet for Wimbledon. I bet someone today at twenty eight to one. Who do you think I bet today at twenty eight to one on the women's draw for Wimbledon? Uh, Galf. Galf. I bet Galf today at twenty eight to one. I thought, oh, what was that mean? That wasn't a setup, by the way. People listen to this. I had to guess no. that. I, I no thought. Idea. I thought. I thought that twenty eight to one was an absolute massive price. I bet today she was brilliant yeah. in the second century at Merton. She's playing on the surface that she doesn't look comfortable on, and I think I think she starts Wimbledon at half the mods best price. I think she'd be fourteen to one to win Wimbledon. Yeah, I mean, 
obviously a lot depends on the warm-up tournaments. Um, I presume she's playing Eastbourne or whatever, but um, yeah, it, I couldn't argue. That's why. That's why. I, that's why I guessed Gav. That's what I thought you were going to say because yeah. um, it's it's the sensible play, isn't it? Um, you know, you're not going to get your 680 on Bartley this year. I don't think. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, anyway, we talk about big price women's. You, you've 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 sort of had you've had a big price bet on the someone in the women's draws now. Yeah, I, I, had a on, I had a dabble on Stevens at 250 to one. Yeah. Um, on the basis that casually you know, just casually drop that one in oh, it's casual it's, it's casual because it's a very small bet and it, it's 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 one of them ones where you just think well she's not been in good form for quite some time but you know these these big players they she's got a history of just turning up at majors and winning them out of nowhere and just thought with 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 Shrontek being such a, a short price favorite in the top half of the draw I thought it's that that bottom half looks it looks and it still looks you know really open so I just thought wow well, 250 to one. Why not? You know, mm-hmm. well, she's yeah, now she's 14 to one now with Bet Rivers. So a nice hedging position. If you want, Gulf is uh, 11 and Layla Fernandez, who's been exceptional as well. Another one of you look at yeah. she's nine to one. Another player as well who's playing very well on clay as well. Who I looked around on the, from the market today. I think Madison Keys, uh, another one who could who potentially do well at women to bring that form into women. Yeah, but there is, she's there always is, got. In- Problems, she? she always she's seems got, to be injured. She's also got, but so she hasn't got it mentally, has she? She the big game. She doesn't really. She, she's she's uh, you know she gets to her performances in major finals and semi-finals before have never been been there. And on the big stage, she sort of sort of freezes. But her game is suited for grass, and she could be someone. Oh, big around. game, yeah. But I think Goff. I think Goff now. If you can get twenty-eight to one, twenty-five to one, you want to be getting that now for women. That's that's the call. Uh, just one bet I would have on the women's draw tomorrow. I'm betting Begu at. Uh, uh, plus 180 to beat uh, Pegula. Um, Begu's got a brilliant record against Pegula. She's only lost two games on clay this year. Uh, Begu, the Romanian players are always very, very good on clay. She's got a great record and she can you can bet her plus three and a half. And with Pegula, dad's what a multi-billionaire. He owns the Buffalo yeah. Bills. He owns the Buffalo Bills and half of the sport clubs. She doesn't fancy it. She doesn't fancy it. Well, but Begu actually really fancies it. <laughs> I always want to oppose Peggy because she thinks, oh, I don't know what, dad'll dad'll just find a jet. I'll I'll, I'll get home and don't fancy this week. But I think Peggy at plus one eighty <laughs> is a decent price. Uh so Sean, if you were gonna have a bet tomorrow on the men's yeah. we've broken it down there. Um, you know, it, it is, you know, it, it's if you're betting in the dogs, it's very, very hard. It looks like a, a favourites card from now on in. But if you were yeah. looking for one to oppose or one sort of angle of attack, where should we be looking at? I think we have to take sit to pass on with, with Rune. Um, my angle, as I said, was the plus plus one and a half sets. So he's got to win two sets, which I think is perfectly possible. Um, decent odds. I think that's probably about the best value you'll get um, uh, tomorrow. So that, yeah, that for me is the set betting ones are also possible as well. But you're obviously taking a bit of a punt on them. But yeah, I'd go with the I'd go with that Rune bet. Yes, yeah, so we're going to get. Um... Holger Run, probably the most impressive young player in the first week of the French Open in Paris, plus one and a half sets against Stefano Sitsapas, a player who the public love, but myself and Sean aren't quite convinced by the Greek mm-hmm. star. For me, I'm going to have a bet. <laughs> I, I, I'm hoping Sinner. I hope Sinner can get through that injury concern. And I think if, if he's he, fit, 
that's not it's a good price if he's fit. Yeah, uh, that's the concern we've got to take. Let's hope he's fit and we hope he can beat Rublev. I think at, at the dog, I think he's a dog who could upset all the uh, the markets on the favourite markets. And on the women's, we're going for Begu. Well, I'm going for Begu at uh, plus 180 and also like a plus three and a half against uh, Pegula, who uh, you know, just dad's just going to just uh, take me off to the <laughs> road and just fly me home. Uh, it's just a bit wet weather in Paris. I just fancy going down to the to Miami for the week and just get the private jet over. But that's uh, that's a different story. Uh, Sean, uh, thank you very much, for, as always, for joining us. Where can anybody find you on, the, on Twitter or on any social media? At Sean Calvert one on Twitter. Yeah, and you can find me at Seely underscore Nigel. I won't be here next week. I'll be away for a couple of weeks, but Sean will be back with Nick Lester, ten- tennis commentator uh, over here on the BBC and Eurosport. He's a big, big tennis guy. And he'll be with Sean giving you some big picks when the grass season comes. I know it starts on Monday. Surbiton. Yes. Uh, Andy Murray's at Surbiton. I'm thinking going, I think I'm, I think I might go Tuesday because a friend of mine's an, an agent. Where are you going, Nigel? Well, I wasn't going to, but a friend of mine's an agent of uh, a British boy who's playing Manorina on 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 Tuesday, so I might okay. go. I might go down uh, only if it's a freebie. If it's not a freebie, well, I won't be going. I won't be going. Of course, <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course not. Uh, Sean, great as always. Thank you very much. Uh, enjoy the rest of the week. Hopefully, we can get uh, some each way plays through to the final. And good luck with your two hundred and fifty-one play on Sloan Stevens. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> Thank you very much for uh, following us. If you want to please uh, subscribe to the Bet Rivers Network YouTube channel, please do so. Give us a like and a review, and also download the Bet Rivers podcast on all different whatever your uh, podcast uh, services you whatever service provider you use. Also, look, check out the Rivers, Bet Rivers um, YouTube channel. There's a whole host of stuff on golf, soccer season, maybe over in Europe, but the MLS is in action as well, and a whole host of stuff on there. Sean, thank you very much. Take care, and good luck with your bets. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. 